Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? And we are back. This is the Brad and John Show. You can check out the website at bjshow.co, bjshow.co. John, I have in my hand, which I got about a month ago, I have the Pocket Constitution book. Oh, nice. And, Don't be bringing that into a public school, Brad. Well, here, hold on a minute. i got to turn on a better light here in the studio. I have very dim lights in the studio. And uh, i got to turn on a light so I can read a little bit better. Okay. Here's the crazy thing. Have you ever really gone through the Constitution and read the entire Constitution? It's been many years. Yes, I have, and it's been many years. Have you read through the amendments? Yes. The amendments are fascinating. Like, for example... Yeah. Here's amendment, amendment, this is amendment what, 16? Ratified February 3rd, 1913. Four lines long. The Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived without apportionment among the several states and without regard to any census or enumeration. That created the Internal Revenue Service. What a beautiful day. (laughs) February 3rd, 1913. Now, the one that is getting all the play with our buddy Donald Trump is Amendment 14. And it has four sections. And this this is Section 3 of Amendment 14, which was ratified July 8th, excuse me, July 9th, 1868. There is a reason for this. And the reason is... The year 1868, what would that be a couple years after what event, John? Three years after uh, a battle between the states. Right. The Civil War ended. So essentially, Amendment 14 had to do with the fact that there was a situation where uh, the South had seceded from the United States. The war uh, did not go well for the South. They were defeated. Uh, the North, the Union, you, you know, the, the true United States uh, stayed together. Uh, the states that tried to succeed came back or secede, came back into the Union, you know, the United States of America, and away we go. Well, there was some patching they had to do. So this Amendment 14, which was ratified July 9th of 1868, was part of the fact that they're trying to essentially, you know, pull some things together and enumerate the situation that like, okay, this is the way it's going to go on forever. So here's section number three. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. Now, the crazy part of this is this had to do with essentially the rebels that right. they did not want to have 
the people who were, you know, heading the uh, Confederacy, uh, the Confederacy, the Confederate people. But the crazy part of this is you go back in history and I've done a little research on this. There's all sorts of Confederate people that became senators and representatives and stuff like yeah. that. And I'm going like, no, hold on a minute now. Doesn't doesn't this um, this section three essentially say they couldn't be, but they were. But, the but co- you know what they didn't do, Brad? They didn't speak at a rally and then have some of their supporters walk around the Capitol. You know, I, so that's the difference, Brad. I I once again, I am the guy. I'm the 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 what do you want to call it? Poster boy for the underdog. My entire life, I have lived in the underdog, okay? And this very minute, I'm the underdog because I own three radio stations. I'm a local owner and operator, and almost all the radio stations have been snapped up by big corporations. Almost yep. all the stations in St. Louis are now owned by three different companies. And by the way, that was just a that was just a, a thing that the FCC shot down. They had their quadrennial review, whatever it was. They wanted to loosen the regulations even further so that the big companies could have more stations. So essentially, somebody like iHeart could own every radio station in St. Louis. And yeah, I mean, what, what's wrong with that? I mean, we could see a civil war between them and Hubbard. <laughs> well, that was the name you were thinking of yesterday. Yeah, Hubbard, Hubbard exactly, right. Uh, but the problem with that is, is that what you have is, in within the, the broadcasting business, a lot of us refer to iHeart as evil empire, or as I call to it, McRadio. You mm-hmm. can drive cross-country, and I just did that um, over the weekend, su- Sunday and Monday, uh, Christmas Eve and, and, and Christmas Day. And you can hear Ryan Seacrest on 42 different radio stations because they're all, 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 all owned by iHeart, okay? So what you have is you have a concentration of power that, and not only that, if um, Bob Pittman, the guy who is the CEO of iHeart, decides that he hates... Uh, Let's say he hates Donald Trump one day, and he sends out a memo to all these stations that nobody's supposed to mention Donald Trump on the air. And then one day he changes his mind, and he hates Joe Biden, and he sends out a memo the next week saying, you know, I changed my mind. I hate our president. Uh, Don't ever talk about him, and if you do, say nasty things about him. That's what happens, you know? I mean, that's what happens when you have concentration of power like that. And you go back in history, and there have been instances of this. If you look at, like, uh, the in journalism, what they called yellow journalism, you look at the Hearst Empire, um, that type of thing. And I just don't quite understand what's going on with some of these things. Uh, and that one, the the situation for me is, is I had an interesting thing last week where last Friday I had a meeting with, a, with uh, Dave Zucker, who is the former mayor of Darden Prairie, and he hooked me up with his son, his son who's from Hawaii. His son is buying radio stations in Hawaii. And it was fascinating about talking about this. And he specifically talked about the situation with the the terrible fire that killed all those people, that what happened was a lot of the people who were relying on their cell phones to for information of where to go, guess what? The cell phone towers were all yeah. All burnt right. down, and see that's why this whole thing is is there's a there's a bill right now because a lot of the car manufacturers are trying to get AM radio out of the cars, um, and there's a whole crazy story about that about technical and what what the real underlying uh, story of that is is that there's a technical reason why they want it out of the cars because they can't make it work with all the electricity, uh, electric items and things like that. But the point being is that um, 
he said that the only information the people on this island had was from the radio stations. Yeah. Because the cell phone network was down, the internet was down, because, you know, pretty much a lot of times the, the internet and the cell towers are, are, you know, sometimes you do get, there's certain people that now get their internet from the the cell towers you know like if you have the newer uh, uh verizon has a box like that and as well yep. as t-mobile has that matter of fact yep. don't you have that i have that yeah i have the 5g tower here right okay so you don't have you're not connected by any wires whatsoever Correct. Correct. So if if that cell phone tower, if like there was a fire near, their, near that cell phone tower, and that cell phone tower went down, your internet would be down, and your cell phone would be down, and you would have no communication with the outside world. Correct. Correct. That's right. Well, anyway, I and, and it was it was sort of a fascinating talk about this because of the fact that that and 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 even some of the I think one of the congressional people was trying to give someone a award to a couple of the Hawaiian broadcasters because they went above and beyond the call of duty and there was the radio was the only way they could get mass dissemination out to the people, you know, essentially. And wasn't that one of the one? Of, were you ever involved in ham radio? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm a ham operator. Okay, I didn't know, and so I don't have any experience with it. But isn't that one of the one of the primary functions of ham radio? Is oh yeah, to, is well, essentially for for community service. Matter of fact, it's funny you should mention that. My son, <laughs> this is so weird. My son, you know, this is my oldest son. I went to see him in Florida. I drove down there. I drove twelve hours on on Sunday. Um, got to his house about five thirty. Uh, sat with sat there with his house with him and his and his girlfriend. We went out to dinner. Came back. My son brings out all these 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 Motorola radios that he's bought online that he's reprogrammed, and he has one of them which he's not a licensed ham operator. I am, and he has one of them that's on this system, and it's essentially a system put up by the state of Florida far ham radio operators and it's sort of complicated but i'm sitting in his kitchen in uh, milton florida which is just outside of pensacola florida and i'm a licensed ham so i could grab the thing and push the button and talk on it and throw my callers out there and the whole bit and i just came on online and said kzor slq uh, you know i'm just checking on new radio anybody out there this system turned on 50 repeaters all over the state of florida and that's what this network is for it's for wow. the hams, and matter of fact, it's for the hams to interface with, and it's actually done by Florida Department of Transportation. Florida Department of Transportation put this thing up, and the idea behind it is this is like this backbone, or uh, more like a fallback communication systems for the hurricanes. So in other words, the idea being is if there's a hurricane and it knocks out all the cell towers, the whole bit, this system is still up because it's on. It's not on cell towers. It's on different towers. Some of the towers may be knocked out, but the way the system is designed, there's there's uh, essentially you know back you know a backup system, and so in other words, the hams would all work together and work you know literally shoulder to shoulder with the police, and they've done this for years and years and years. And he sent me this, matter of fact, if you want, I'll send you the link. It's pretty interesting uh, about how they explain it. And there's a lot of technical stuff in here. But the idea being is is that they are essentially, you know, preparing for if the stuff hits the fan and all the cell towers go down, what do you do? And I don't think we have that in Missouri. I mean, like, yeah. you know, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what would happen. I'm not familiar enough with the technology. Well, though. at our one tower, um, we've got, um, used to be Sprint. I guess it's now T-Mobile on there. And we talked about this before. The system's run on 48-volt DC batteries. So if the power goes out, uh, 
typically there's enough battery power to keep the cell side up for like a, a, you know a, a day but after a day unless they bring a generator up there a portable generator and plug it in the cell side goes down so if you live in that area guess what one minute you're on the cell phone yeah you're out of luck next minute you're not anyway how do we get talking about that? Okay, we're coming into the last uh, section. Matter of fact, it's sort of weird. Tomorrow will be the last show of the uh, 2023 year for us. We just started the show, what, three weeks ago? Is that when we started? Uh, five weeks ago, I think. Five weeks ago? Come on. Is it five I, weeks? Yeah, I think so. I announced it on, remember, I was on Scott's show, the midweek update. <coughs> Excuse me. I believe it was five weeks ago. And uh, we weren't even planning on talking about the show that early because it was the Monday prior. And then uh, we talked about it. Yeah, I mean, we start. Remember, here's how we remember it. We were the second most uh, important 1120 to St. Louis radio ever. We started on 1120. <laughs> so with all due respect to Bob Highland, we might be the most important 1120 in the history of St. Louis radio. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe not yet, Brad. We, yeah, we bring I, as much joy. If you take the St. Louis Cardinals out of the equation, <laughs> then we bring as much joy as 11. Well, not this past happened. season. Nobody's had any joy out of the Cardinals. That's right. Absolutely. We'll probably end up talking about the Cardinals on Scott's show today. We usually talk a little bit about the Cardinals, and uh, we'll, make, we'll make several obtuse pro wrestling references as well. Are they going to? You think the Cardinals are going to finally shell out some money? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, that's one of the things Scott and I are probably going to talk about. What? that everybody's waiting for I think Cardinal fans are waiting for another shoe to drop and and y- you know uh, w- one of my favorite phrases that I learned this year Brad is that expectations are resentments waiting to happen <laughs> so if you're you're a real optimist aren't you <laughs> oop you still there did I lose I lost the Cardinals to drop a lot of money on a pitcher well the crazy thing about it is if, if, you look, if we're if you look yeah. at what the Dodgers, the Dodgers with two Japanese players, they've spent over, a, what, $1.3 billion on two dudes? But they've deferred payment, Brad. So yeah, it's just like but... Americans putting their, the average American consumer putting their Christmas on a credit card. The Dodgers, for folks who don't know, Dodgers have given these two guys huge contracts. But a lot, at least, And I believe at least for both of them, the payment is deferred, right? I, I don't I don't think so. I think I, I think well, so. But the, the, That's what I, I'm pretty sure. My understanding that, is the difference between football and baseball is that they say they give the guy a thirty million dollar contract. The chances of him collecting thirty million dollars are pretty pretty slim. But in baseball, the contracts are guaranteed. So if the team says we're going to pay you thirty million dollars, and if the guy I mean sort of like the 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 Aaron Rodgers thing where he goes out on the field and in the what the first set of downs he blows yeah. up his his he's, what did he blow his down. knee or whatever his Achilles tendon or something like that. And but, but, but I read – so I have it up now. The Otani agreement is that all but $2 million of his salary is deferred until completion of the contract. Yeah, but but once again, it's like the, the one the, you know the payments got to come sometime. You know, I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. But what I'm but what I'm saying is that is that they're just they're putting off actually they're putting off the cost of the payment. Yeah, but here's the scary aspect of that. What all the teams are banking on is this television revenue. And if you know what's going on with this crazy thing with what used to be the Fox Sport Network, which is now the uh, what do they call it? It's it's it's. Um, it's the the Bally Sports Network, yep, which is yep. actually uh, owned by the people that uh, run Channel Thirty here in St. Louis. Um, that is the the wheels are falling off that machine because that company's declared bankruptcy, and there are some of the teams that, and maybe this will be better for them, who are just going to do the stuff them do the stuff themselves. They're going to be like their own broadcaster, and yeah. and and to me, I, you know, I'm not a big sports fan. 
but here's my problem. My problem is when you used to say, hey, I'm going to watch Monday Night Football, you could go to any TV set and turn on, at the old days when it was Channel 2, ABC affiliate, you could watch Monday Night Football, right? For sure. Nowadays, it's to the point where if you Thursday, well, Thursday, is it on Amazon or is it, or is it on YouTube TV? Or is, you know, it's like, right. and, the, and the worst <laughs> is when a Cardinal game is on Apple TV. Right. It's like, and you're like, dang it, why can't <laughs> I? And then, but you know what happens, though? You, you, you end up going to YouTube. I mean, I'm not suggesting anybody break the law, but you go to YouTube and you look for anybody that is streaming a bootleg version of the Apple show right. on their YouTube channel. And you just hope that it stays on for an hour or so and then you switch to a different one. To me, to me, that's we've gone the wrong direction. And and if I were the teams, I mean, obviously, the difference is that the teams are just getting boatloads of money from Amazon. Sure, of course. Right, you know, that's, so that's what so they don't really care if you watch the game or not because of the fact that right. they're getting paid. They don't care, you know? Yeah. <sighs> okay, we've done another show, another one in the can. Hard to believe five weeks. I don't know if I believe that or not. It's it's four or five. I mean, I was never a math guy, Brad. I'm just a talker, you know? You and I are just talkers, you know? I can't speak for you, but I'm just not a math guy. we got to run. We'll be back tomorrow. BJ Show is out. BJShow.co. Check it out. 8 o'clock.